Good morning, everyone. How are you? All right. I'm glad to be here today. And uh, hey, listen, you're not, you're not only just stuck with me, but you'll get a chance to hear Angie a little later on. And so I, I know you're, you're anticipating that. And so um, uh, God's really good. And so I'm getting reset up here somehow. My notes got goofed up. All right. But uh, hey, you know what? We have such wonderful memories of, of being here and, and serving here. And, um, and uh, we're glad that Matt and Heather and the kids are having a good time. And, and uh, it, it sounds like a trip of a lifetime for them. And so I'm honored to be here today uh, to share the Word of God. You know, the longer I'm in this, the more I realize that I can't do anything good without God's help. I mean, it's, it's just, there's, if anything good happens, it's because of Him, you know. And uh, if it's not for His mercies, we would, we would be consumed, right? He's, he's been good. And so we're going to continue with the, the uh, series on the book of Acts. Now, what a book, right? Are you enjoying yourself? All right. Hey, before we go any further, hey, let's give that worship team and, and Mark Bell a big hand. Hey, they're doing a great job, aren't they? Yeah. God is good. Well, you know, when this, this shutdown happened early, was it early March? Um, had to totally, uh, we're based in Texas and we're working in 12 different nations overseas. And we had to totally cancel our, our, our spring um, ministry tour uh, in five different nations there. And we preached the gospel, we, we helped train and equip leaders, and we mobilized the church uh, into the harvest. That's, that's the vision, that's the plan. Oh, and I was just gutted uh, when we had to uh, cancel. But you know, everybody's having to live outside your, your comfort zone a little bit, from your personal life to your family. And, and um, uh, things are really different I mean, I remember when church opened back up here and, and people walk in and it's like a cow staring at a new gate. It's like we didn't know what to do. I mean, this is so different, you know, and, and things have changed. Um, but uh, here we are today, but I do want to give you just a testimony because you helped us do this, all right? We're, we're partners with Destiny Church. And, and, and because we couldn't go in person, God's opened the door uh, for us in, in different works in Eastern Europe. And, and, and um, some news came to me via a pastor over there that a, a, a single father, five children, uh, their, their house burnt down. Listen now, it wasn't a fancy house, okay? Uh, but it burned down and it was in such poor shape that they couldn't remodel, rebuild. The government uh, just totally... Uh, condemned it. And so here's a man with five children making the equivalent of 90 U.S. dollars a month, okay? The average in this country is 1,200 U.S. dollars a year. I looked it up, the average. And so, so they, they were destitute, but you know what? God helped us with you, and I, we, we were able to send funds ahead, and we helped them to get relocated in a, in a home, a better home than what they had, and some furnishings. And, and I just want to say, look what God did. Look what God did. God enables, you know, not only is he our Savior, he's our, our enabler, I mean, we have saving grace and we have enabling grace also. And now in this, this one church also, we were able to help buy equipment because they, they, they wanted to bake bread uh, just to feed the poor. 
and so we were able to send some money to them to help them buy um, uh, equipment for baking and mixing dough and all that. And, and so that's up and running right now, and, and I just want to say thank you, God. That, you know, isn't it awesome that we can partner with Jesus? I mean, isn't it awesome that, that, that he allows us to get that close to him, but more than that, he wants to be close to us. And so, so anyway, that's a testimony. Hey, you know what? Testimonies are, are real important. They're powerful. They're anointed, you know? And so we're, we're picking up here today the book of Acts of the Apostles. Really, it's, it's the acts of God in and through the apostles. But you know what? God's always looked for partnership, hasn't he? Throughout the Bible, God's had this desire to work with men, and men and women work with him. Hey, even in the creation account, he, he has Adam. He invites Adam and says, you know, God created everything. He said, Adam, I, you know, like a dear son, he brings him in and says, look, I want you to name all this that I've created. He, he brought him into the creation process. And we, we're still calling animals and plants stuff. Adam called it way back in the beginning. God's always looked for partnership. And, and guess what? He's not overlooked you. He has not overlooked you. You're not invisible to God today. Whatever dream you have for your life, God's dream for you is bigger still. Amen. He's the exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask kind of a God. Amen. Come on. Now, is this coronavirus stole your amens? Have you, have you forgotten what it's like? You know, the presence of Jesus is right here in this place. Okay. And we can be excited about that. You know why? Because Jesus never, never foregoes an opportunity to do something good. And he is here in this place right now. And some of you are going to leave with a testimony of what God has done in your life today. Why? Because he's here. He's active. He's moving. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the same Holy Spirit that was on Jesus and he poured out upon his disciples is upon us here today. The same Jesus is alive. All right? And after the resurrection of Jesus, the Bible said he presented himself alive with many infallible proofs. What was he doing? He was demonstrating to the world, I am alive. I am alive. You know, we have one mission as a church people, one mission as a believer, and that's to present Jesus alive to our generation. Amen. We're not, listen, we're not a dead institution. We're just not a club of people that like to hang out together. We are the body of Christ. Some of you are going to leave here lit today with a fresh fire in you, okay? You may have been longing for a fresh, God's got a fresh touch for somebody here today because he's here right now and he will not overlook an opportunity to do good in your life. Now let's just invite the Holy Spirit right now. Uh, Lord, oh, here we are. And Lord, we want to be recipients of everything you want to give us today. And you are a giver and you are a blesser and you are a lifter. You are a healer and a redeemer, oh God. You are a, a supply and you are our peace and our comfort, a refuge, oh God. We open up our hearts today to receive from your word and that our heart and our body would be and our spirit man would be fertile soil for the the word of God today. Lord, we don't want just another meeting. We desire encounter with you. 
Lord, you're living and you're moving among your people today. And Lord, here we are. So we say yes to whatever you want. Yes to you, God. Yes to you, because I want more. Oh, I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, but Lord, I want more of what you've got. Bring us into a broad place. Oh, bless us indeed and enlarge our territory, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody say amen. 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 So here we find ourselves in the 14th chapter of Acts. and, And when well, uh, Matthew, Pastor Matthew gave me the scripture reference for my text today. I've got to be honest with you. I read it and I said, what can I do with that? I mean, I've got some messages I would like to bring, but let's look. But then, then I found a golden nugget. It got me going. All right. And, and so here we are, chapter 14, verse 24. And, and it's talking about Paul and Barnabas coming back from their first missionary journey. And after they passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. Now that they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there, they sailed on to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had completed. Now, when they came and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that, they, that he had opened up the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with disciples. Now, I got to admit to you, this is the book of Acts. And I read this passage of scripture and I'm like, come on, man. There's got to be more than just this. Where's the action? Where's the miracles? Where's the riots and the revivals? Come on. What do I do with this? (laughs) Roland could probably do something really well with this. But I tell you what, I got to verse 27, and this is my key for today. Now, when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all. Everybody say all. All. That God had done with them. Now, that gets me going right there. I mean, that gets me going. Hey, have you ever had an experience, maybe it was your conversion experience, where God did something in your life and you just had to tell somebody about it? I can imagine them coming off the mission field and we know that, hey, even just in previous scriptures here, there, there's a, the account of Paul being stoned. They, they thought he was dead, but he gets up and walks right back into the city, man. Who does that? You know, well, you know, but could you imagine being a fly on the wall when they begin to have testimony service? Hey, how many remember them old testimony services we used to have where we would come together is usually on a Sunday night or Wednesday night and, and people would have the chance to come up and say what God had done in their life. Oh, we need some more of that today. Amen. We need some more of that. See, Paul, he came and they came and they began to testify, number one, of the divine presence of God that was with them and that God had opened opened the door to the Gentiles. They began to preach and, well, the, and to the Gentiles. And so here they were given this testimony service. You know, a testimony is a public account of a religious conversion or experience. How many of you have had your, remember your conversion to Christ? I remember mine. I was five years old. That was back when we had church on wooden pews and there wasn't any padding. We used to love to bring our little Hot Wheels and play with them in church on the pews, you know. And, 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 and mothers reaching down to grab their child's legs as we escape. And we, we attempt to crawl on our bellies all the way up to the front of the church underneath the pews. 
I mean, I mean, it, it was interesting. But I remember it was a revival meeting and I remember the message. There was an evangelist there and he was preaching a message, don't make your bed in hell. And as a five-year-old, I can imagine my bed back home on fire. And God opened up my heart with that message and I ran to the altar. Five years old, gave my heart to God and, and I remember my dad coming up behind me and just falling on me, weeping. I hear his voice today. He's just weeping in my ear today. He's, he's in heaven today. Thank you, Dad. You were there. And uh, that experience... And also, not only do we have our, our, our conversion experience, but we, we have testimonies of the activity of God in our life. Hey, let me tell you something. God doesn't want to only give you a conversion testimony, but he wants to give you a testimony of his activity in our lives. We are to be a people of a testimony because we've got one job. You see, this generation is not interested in our church tradition this generation is not even interested in our doctrine. This world out there wants to know is what you got real. They want to know a reality. They, they, they want to know is Jesus alive and is this fake news? They want some proof. We are the body of Christ, the evidence in our generation that our God is alive. There is no other God. There's no other God to worship. Why? Because I know he's working in me and through me. Now, this, you better tighten your seatbelt a little bit today because this message will inspire you. It's going to stretch you. Because there's a heavenly expectation on us all to give evidence to our generation that Jesus is alive. It's not just about barking at people and pointing at them and saying, you've got to be saved. What is the evidence that the living, breathing Jesus who, who, who died and buried and rose again and ascended on high, poured out his spirit upon all flesh? What's the evidence of his kingdom in me? What's the evidence of his life in me? What's the evidence of his touch in me? What is the evidence of his work flowing through my body? We are citizens of a heavenly kingdom and we have the ability to usher in the atmosphere of heaven everywhere we go. God given us the very ground that we're walking them on. Oh, let me tell tell you what, our, our conversion testimony is just the beginning. What has God done since that 20 years ago? Is that the only testimony you got? Then you're missing out. The same Jesus that was with the early church, the same Jesus that was with them and moving through them is with us here today. God wants to give you a testimony. Some of you are going to leave here with a testimony today. Your hearts are going to be open and you're going to say, God, God, I need you. Amen. God, I need you. Uh, God wants to do things in us and through us as his vessels of honor. Amen. Uh, you know, um, you still love me? The word of God will stretch you. There is an expectation. We are the body of Christ. We're to take the bushel, the cap off of the light and shine before men. That we are to live in such a way that this generation, this doubting generation sees our good works and glorifies our Father in heaven. You know, 
And sometimes it takes the risk of faith. Sometimes it puts us in, 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 in a, a time of, of, of a great risk when we stand on the word of God and we do it. Hey, I'll tell you a story about a missionary that I knew. He was working with the Tepewan Indians in the, the West Mountains of, of, of Mexico. And um, he was a Wycliffe translator. And this, the tribe, the history of this tribe is they had fled the Aztecs because of human sacrifice. And they had fled to the West Mountains of, of Mexico. And they were reclusives. And they did not like outsiders. And why? Because they, they wanted to hide, okay? They wanted to, to get away, you know? Southwest commercial, right? Airlines want to get away. Well, they got away, and they wanted to stay away, all right? And, but there's this Wycliffe Bible translator trying to make inroads into this tribe. And he was in a truck one day, long story short, okay? And he was driving down this mountain road in a, a big truck. I don't know what it was. And, and, and he happened to, to hit a pothole in on a mountain road. Imagine that, a pothole on a mountain road in Mexico. When does that ever happen? You know, I mean, and so, but, but the way he was handling the steering wheel, the wheel popped back really fast and his arm got, got jammed somehow in the quick motion and it broke his forearm. But he saw the opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus. He turned to this Indian. The tribe had been very reluctant to hear about the God that he talked about. He turned to him and says, if my God heals my arm before we get to the bottom of the mountain, will you believe? Long story short, God healed his arm by the time they got to the bottom of the mountain. That, that Indian brother believed and that was the entrance of the gospel into the Tepewan Indians and they now have a New Testament in their language. And look, Destiny Church has had a part in that. You've supported missionaries that have been part of that endeavor. I tell you what, there's something about a testimony. Why? Because a testimony is presenting Jesus alive to our generation. We, we love hearing the testimonies of others. But our God is a living God. And there's times we can't argue with, with people out there. An argument doesn't get us anywhere. They want to see the evidence. You say your God's a healer. Does he? He'll show me. All right? And so God... God in his humor has sent us to places in the world, especially eastern, northeastern uh, Germany and Czech Republic, highest concentration of atheists in the world, is they don't care whether there be a God to worship. They worship nothing, okay? In fact, they tell you if you believe in an invisible God, you have a form of mental illness. That in the weakness of your uneducated mind, you've created this utopia and this God because you can't handle life, you can't handle death, death, and you need a crutch. But we're educated and we know there's nothing beyond all this, whether there be a God. And they'll, they'll turn around and leave you. You mentioned God or church. It's the end of the conversation. They'll turn around and walk away. We see, God has a, we were there, and I told you a little bit about this, but it, it has a point. Uh, last time, but, but we had an opportunity to meet with German businessmen at a businessmen's meeting, and they really didn't want me to preach, so they said just give testimonies and stuff like that. You know, I, I tell you what, when you tell what God's been doing, it's an anointed thing. So we take testimonies, and we open up for prayer, and immediately a man comes forward. And, and, and the venue wasn't a church building. They, they don't have church buildings like this. We, they, they rented out a pub, okay? So we had the whole pub to ourselves. Amen? 
And so, hey man, I got an amen back there somewhere, but, uh, and there we were, and it was just dead quiet, and this man comes up and stands there in front of everybody and says, I have terrible back pain, I can't feel my leg, my feet, I can't hardly walk, and, and it's terrible, will you pray for me? And then all of a sudden, I look around the room, and every eye is staring at us. Now this is an atmosphere that says if you believe in an invisible God, you got a form of mental illness. It takes power and demonstration, the life of presenting Jesus alive. So I put my hand, and immediately you're, you're fighting every kind, of, every kind of crazy thought. What if this doesn't work? What happens? Lord, what if I fail you in this moment and I don't do the right thing? And all this stuff goes through. you got to get through all that. I put my hand on his back. This is the first time this has happened to me. I felt the fire of God's presence in my hand going into his back. And immediately his back starts contracting. And he starts waving back and forth. And in his broken German English, he was going, I am better. I am better. And then he goes, I am healed. And then everybody gets in line. They want to come for prayer. Amen. We are a people of the testimony. We are a people who present Jesus alive to a doubting, unbelieving world. Amen. It's not just about coming and, and, and just being quiet and reclusive and enjoying Jesus for yourself. My friend, there's doors that need to be kicked in. There's, there's addicts that need to be delivered. There are people that need salvation. And it's going to be as heaven is flowing through you and me. God gave him a testimony that day. Well, it caused another businesswoman to come up. She had eyes that were probably giving her problem. I had Angie just put her hands on, on her eyes and we prayed. God touched her eyes and healed her. And she was so appreciative that she found out where we were staying. And she showed up that evening with a box of chocolates to say, thank you for coming to Germany. God wants to give us testimonies. And the testimony is a reflection of the life of Jesus at work through us. God wants us, God, God just doesn't want us to settle into our conversion uh, testimony, which is great. It's powerful. I love hearing Rowan, Carolyn's testimony about how God gloriously saved them at an Amway meeting. Man, it's just so awesome. I love hearing about these stories and these testimonies. But, but here's the thing. I read the Bible and I, I read the testimony about Daniel in the lion's den. And, and I read about the Hebrew children walking with one likened unto the Son of God in the fiery furnace. And, and how God with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, He delivered His people through the sea on dry ground. And He destroyed the horse and the rider, their tormentor. And He freed them that day. Oh, I tell you what, we love reading the stories from the Bible. And maybe it's even people we know. I like, oh, Ronicasius is here. I love hearing his stories. He comes back from the Philippines and he talks about, man, this guy slivering on the floor like a snake and he cast out the demon and he's got all these great stories amen but here's a matter of fact god doesn't want you just to be lit to to be encouraged and inspired by other people's testimonies he has a testimony for you you see testimonies follow number one personal experience they follow partnership because it's not that we're so educated and it's not that we know how to do everything right. And it's not because we're so well connected and talented. It's because of our partnership with heaven. Read what verse 24 says again. It says, 
They came and gathered. They reported all that God had done with them. Hey, listen, God's got a plan for you and me. He's got a project. Whatever your dream is for yourself, his dream for you is bigger still. He wants to be active in your life. He wants to present himself alive through you to this generation. There are miracles to be had. There's answered prayers to be had. Amen. There's deliverance to be had. I know some of you have a testimony. You, you can say, I was, I was addicted and I was oppressed. And I was so low that I had to look up to see the bottom. But the hand of God reached down and he delivered me that day. That You have, might have a testimony. But if it wasn't for God who was on my side, I would not have made it out of that hospital room. But he turned my hospital bed into a sanctuary. Amen. If it wasn't for God, my family would have been torn apart. If it wasn't for God, I would have been bankrupt. If it wasn't for God, I would be addicted and lying in the gutter this morning. Praise God for the testimony are you telling somebody about it? That's just the beginning. You see, it's, it's our own personal walk with God, our experience. See, God wants to give you an experience for yourself. Not something you just read out of somebody's book. Not that something you heard somebody else say at church. God wants to answer your prayers. God wants to use you to do what you, everybody know you can't do it. That was impossible for you. Amen. God wants to do it. And so when I think about the Bible and I think about the books and I think about the people I know and all their testimonies, I have to say, Doug, what, what about your testimony? What about your journey? What is it? Now, I'm stretching you here a little bit. I'm not talking down to you. I'm stretching you here, man, because God wants to use you in a great way. What? If we could only see the opportunity that's in front of us right now, right now in the middle of a, of a, uh, uh, a shutdown, in the middle of a pandemic, what greater time for God to move and to, and, and to give testimonies to people in this hour. What a greater time for us to shine and say, my God is alive. And he's a, he's, we're not afraid because he's the one who says, I keep hold of your right hand. And I say, do not be afraid. I will help you. Where are the testimonies coming out of the body of Christ? That, that, yeah, we know chaos is all around us. We know things are uncomfortable. There, there's a sense of, of, of um, uh, chaos and things and we don't know where it's all going but I've got a hold of something that's real. I've got a hold of the word of God and I've got God with me and he's working in me through. That's all I need. Where are the testimonies of the church? God wants to give you a testimony now, in this time, where you can go to your neighbor and say, guess what God just did. You can go to a co-labor and say, oh, come, hear what God has done in my life. There is an evidence of the life of Jesus to shine. You, oh, this is a church of testimony. Come on, this is a church of revival. Amen. Can we see the opportunities that are sitting in front of us? Why? Because the highest, the enthroned one, the God Almighty who spoke and it happened, he commanded and it stood fast. The one who that speaks and that which comes forth from his word is not altered nor is it changed. It is settled forever in heaven. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. All right. Uh, and so here we are. Are the people of the testimony. Sorry about getting so excited about this. We have so many testimonies. I got to move on. You see, God had to take us through 
a crushing crisis experience to dig out old, wrong thinking to bring us into a, a larger place of belief and trust. You see, testimonies follow partnership. God's with you today. And if he's with you, everything you need is with you. Amen. His plan is not for you to live according to the testimonies of other people. Those things inspire us. But he wants to give you your own testimony. And not just something 20 years ago, but something a little more recent than that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And also, a testimony follows a surrendered life. We read in Luke 24, 42, this is Jesus' Father. If it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Testimonies follow those who are yielded to the Holy Spirit. We who those who bring their whole life before God and say, God, I know I've been bought with a price. My life is not my own. Take my life and use it for your glory. I want to be used during this pandemic. I want to be used during a time of uncertainty. I want to shine bright for you, God. Can you use me? Can I be your messenger? Can I be your hand extended? Can I be your voice? Can I be an emblem of hope as I, if I share the love of Jesus as I pray for people? Anything good happens in our life, it's because of Jesus. You know? Thirdly, faith follows, I mean, testimonies follow faith and courage. Listen, there's no shortcuts to living by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, we don't walk by our emotions. We, we don't walk uh, by according to what it appears to be in the natural human realm. We, we walk according to a higher order than that. And sometimes it's, it's following God to the edge. And a lot of people don't like that because it makes us feel uncomfortable because there's a tension in faith and you're fighting every demon and every thought in your own mind. But see, let me, want, let, me, let me just share this with you. Your testimony may come out of your darkest moment. It may come out of a time of disappointment. It may come out of a time of struggle. And when you're on the edge and you're trusting the word of God with everything you've got and you know he's going to make a way, you know he's faithful. It doesn't look like it's good right now. And there's no proof that if you take one more step, there will be anything to step on. But you're stepping out anyway because he promised to be with you the psalmist though says he enlarges the place of our steps when you take a step of faith there'll be something there to land on and say God had to change in me I always wanted everything up front to go do anything for God but he had to with what we're doing today he had to change me into where that I had to learn when I stepped out in obedience to what he wants us to do, he will join us on the road. And I'll have everything I need when I need it. Amen. There's my first in 2015, our first, my first trip was five countries and like 12 cities and I didn't even have a plane ticket. I made commitment. I said, I'm going to come. I'm going to preach. People saying, come, come, help us. So, so here I was. I made a commitment. It's almost two months long, five countries, 12 cities, and I didn't even have a plane ticket. Now, missions boards was said, you ain't doing nothing. You're not going anywhere. You know, they were like, what do you do? But I said, God, if you can get me there, 
You can take care of me while I'm there. And, and do you know that, a, that what trickled in first was a plane ticket? And then come in some, to, I had to get a rental car at some point. And then some other stuff. And, and all of a sudden, I find myself there. I mean, what if I'm in the Czech Republic and I run out of money? What if I'm in Hungary in a gypsy village and I run out of supply? What do I do? But you know that whole time I never had to go to an ATM because we, we don't make it about money. We don't say cover our expenses. We just go, we serve, we minister, we give. Okay? All right? So we have to depend on God to supply the whole mission. All right? And so here we are. But you know, God was so good that day that, that, that he, I tell you what, when you step out with him, I can't tell you how many people came to the altar to be saved. It was a glorious time. But he took care of me. I never had to go to an ATM, okay? And I had a little extra to bring my grandkids home, something just to say, look what God did. And I, I want to bring my grandkids something home so they can have a broader view of things and know that, that there are people outside of their, their sphere that need God and all that. And what blessed my heart one day, our oldest granddaughter, she was four years old, sitting in my home office chair one day, and I had a book about Germany there. And she was looking through the pictures, four years old, and she looked up and said, Papa, when are you going to take me to Germany? I just, my heart just melted, you know. My, my grandson, Leon, holding a little red double-decker bus I got at the airport in Heathrow. And he's saying, Papa, when are you going to take me to England? When can I go? To... And, and that just melts my heart. See, God was good. He cared for me. And I had a little extra to come and bless my grand. You know, he is a provider. He is a provider. He is a provider. God will give you a testimony of provision. Amen. Some of you need that testimony. I'm going to invite Angie to come up quickly. She has a testimony about. See, God is looking to give those who dare. Come on, Angie. A testimony. See, when faith gets a hold of you, you will do, dare do anything for God. Amen? Listen to this testimony. Well, Doug asked me to give a testimony of one Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is my very favorite holiday. And it's especially my favorite meal of the whole year to cook. And, <laughs> and this particular Thanksgiving... The only problem was we didn't have enough money in the bank to even buy a turkey. But everybody always comes to our house at Thanksgiving, all the family, we have friends, and it's just a great time to be thankful and to fellowship together, and we just love it. And we were expecting a check to come, and it didn't come. And we kept praying, and it still didn't come, and it didn't come, and... You know, when it's Thanksgiving and you have to get a turkey, it has to thaw out. So you have to get it ahead of time. And it was coming up on, you know, that day was approaching to where it would be the last day you could buy one and it'd be thawed out in time to cook it. So what I failed to tell in the first service was we found out that that check we were waiting for was not going to come. And I went to bed that night. A little discouraged, but I got up the next morning, and I was determined that I was going to worship. And I began to worship God, and I began to praise God, and I began to remember all the things that God had done. How he took us to Austria in three months without itinerating. How he put us in a place to live there. He gave us a car to drive while we were there. When he brought us back, we had to find a place to live, and the man... 
the we were given a very large dining room set. It was an early inheritance. And so we had to find a house that, that would fit in. And there was only one house. And the man would not rent to us because we were preachers. But God changed his heart. And he rented to us. God did that. And, and God had done so many things. God took care of us and he paid the bills every single month. We were able to pay that rent. We were able to pay our bills and to have the groceries that we needed. It may have gotten you know, slim at times, but we had what we needed. And I began to thank him for all the things that he had done. And then my daughter called and she's like, Mom, I'm on the way. I'm going to pick you up so we can go to the grocery store. I'm like, all right. We're going to the grocery store. And I told Doug, I said, I'm going to the store and that money will be in the bank by the time I make it to the register. And it was. Doug got a call and someone had a check that they wanted to give him. And it was more than enough. We were even able to help others because of it. God is faithful, and we have so much to be thankful for, whether it's our greatest day or our worst day. God is still good, and God is always faithful. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. You know, daring to step out and trust God. Amen. Did he not say, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And so the tenacity to say, I'm going to the store, and I'll have the money by the time I get to the register. Amen? And, and so uh, sometimes it, it takes courage. See, your testimony may come after you experience and, and express courage to your God. But he's a healing God today. He, and I'm going to invite the worship team up right now. He, he's a providing God. He's a comforting God. We have so many testimonies. There, there is just no way. That, but when we give our testimonies overseas, the, the people are literally weeping and shaking and trembling in their seats. The altars are flooded. Why? Because at the, the power of the testimony, uh, hope grabs hold of someone's heart. And they say, I want that too. I want that too. You see, your testimony has power attached to it. It has an anointing because the, the Hebrew word for testimony is do it again. Amen. And when you begin to proclaim what God has done, it is the spirit of prophecy that he will do it again. If he's done it for one, he will do it for another. Amen. If he's healed somebody, he can heal you. If he's provided for somebody, he will provide for you. He will do it again and again and again and again. Oh, I tell you what, he's a good God and he will never overlook an opportunity to do good in your life. Somebody needs a testimony here today. You might be at a low place and you might be struggling. God wants to break through on your behalf. Amen. Sometimes through the cares of life and sometimes through the disappointments of life, we just stop asking. We stop reaching. We stop believing and we just settle in for whatever life throws our way. I want you to know God has a testimony for you. You're not invisible to God today. He loves you. He's got a hope and a future for you. And I'll tell you what, this is called the Acts of the Apostles. But what if it was written 
written in a more modern language, the Acts of Destiny Church. Amen. What if it was even more personal than that? It would say the Acts of the Ashbees, the Acts of the Cisneroses, the Acts of the Casillas, the Acts of the Zimmermans, the Acts of the Martinezes, the Acts of the Pittmans. Oh my God, my God, he's at work in his body today. And we've got something to tell a doubting, unbelieving world that our Jesus is alive. He's a healer. He's a provider. He's an anointer. He's a baptizer. Oh, we got something to tell, don't we? Right now, we're going to close like this. If you need a testimony, you need a breakthrough. You need the God of the breakthrough to do something that you cannot do yourself. And you don't know what to do. You need help today. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. And say, Jesus, I just need your help today. You're a living God who's active, who works and shows himself active on behalf of those who earn it. And I'm opening up my life to you. And I thank you for our partnership that you are with me. And you'll never leave me even on my worst day. I thank you for our partnership. And here I am. I bring my whole life to you, to the altar. And I say, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Have your way in me. I lose control. See, as long as you're trying to keep control of your life, you're hindering the hand of God that wants to help you. Release it today. I remember we used to sing a song and the altars can sing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I'll say yes, Lord. And a lot of times I wanted to hold my hand over my, I didn't want to say it because, because I didn't know what God was going to do and I was afraid. What would he do with me? Hey, surrender. It's the best thing that can ever happen to you. That the mighty helping hand of God will go to work on your behalf today. And faith, I believe. I believe. Just lift up your voice to Jesus. Jesus, I need your help right now. I need a testimony to come out of my trial. I need you to turn my trial into a testimony. And Lord, will you just take my burden and my pain today? Will you, God, lift me up out of this low, low place that I'm in? Oh, God, can you save me in this hour? Lord, we pray for a testimony today. Lord, I pray right now that we're going to hear testimonies from people who are stepping out with you in obedience to you and surrender to you and walking in faith. Oh, testimonies of salvation, testimonies of healing, testimonies of provision, testimonies of reconciliation, testimonies of the acts of God in our generation from our very own personal experience. Oh Lord, work in us, oh God. Now one more thing real quick, just put your hands down. I had a burden this morning and I shared it with nine o'clock. Who of you here have children that have walked away from the faith? They've walked away. They're just, they're in the, out there in the world some way. Just lift your hand. You don't have to be embarrassed. Say, you know, I've got a child. All right, there's hands going up. There's a lot of hands in the first circle. They've walked away. You know, Jesus, by the word of God, says he will leave the 99 and go get that one. 
We have the assurance of scripture and as his ambassadors and representatives of heaven, we're claiming the word of God and we're going to call your children in right now. And God's going to give you a testimony of her prodigal returns that are going to be happening all over the place. Amen. Right now, Holy Spirit, just go forth. Go forth, God. You know where these children are and you love them with an everlasting love and they've sat in your presence before and they've sat under the word of God before, but they've lost their way. Have mercy, we pray. Holy Spirit, begin to search wherever they are throughout the earth today. And Lord, we pray that you give these moms and these dads and these grandparents testimonies of the return of their children to the house of God, to the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let's give God a praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Paul. He gathered everybody together. He says, oh, I got to tell you something what God's been doing. I'm believing for testimonies in this house. Come on, reach out for more. Don't settle for the status quo. Reach out in faith. Reach out in prayer. Reach out. Reach out. Okay, and we're going to hear what God is doing in your life. God bless you. We love you all. God's on your side, and he's got a testimony for you. Amen. Hallelujah.